Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Happy one year anniversary to the Create Your Fate podcast. To celebrate, I am rebroadcasting one of the very first episodes that I ever recorded that is my absolute favorite. So I hope that you enjoy this oldie but goodie. Your phone rings and it's your friend calling who never calls you. And immediately your mind goes to a worst case scenario. You might be an overthinker. You've sat at your computer and have changed an exclamation mark into a period in an email. Then back to an exclamation mark. No, wait, nope, nope, back to period. Actually, just scrap the whole sentence. Wait, do, do I sound too excited? You might be an overthinker. Your boss puts a meeting on your calendar and you immediately create a scenario, an entire scenario of how Bob, one cubicle over, found out that you went into his desk and helped yourself to his secret candy stash and now you're getting fired. Great. On a Tuesday and you're going to have to carry out that embarrassing box of all your stuff all the way down the hallway and the shoes you wore today just are not going to support that. Oh my God, I hope you don't fall on the way out. Yeah, you might be an overthinker. But you don't have to be. You know, it's funny. I was actually sitting down to write this episode and I was a little behind in my schedule. I had just gotten back from a weekend in Aspen and I was playing catch up on all of my work. Right. And I had uh, dinner plans with my friend Jose. He's been on my show a little while back. And we had plans to sit down and discuss this upcoming retreat that we are planning for y'all. And anyway, I was getting so behind in my work that I had to cancel dinner so I could actually finish writing this podcast. So I texted him and, you know, he's a yoga instructor and he was actually teaching a class. And I knew that. I even knew he was not going to be around his phone. But as time went on, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, wow, I'm such a bad friend. He's probably mad at me now. I've messed up his whole week. And I'm like, oh, sitting here overthinking this whole thing while I'm literally writing an episode on overthinking. We all do it. It is just somewhat of a natural tendency to overthink. But I'm going to be going over today how we can get out of that habit, right? All it is, it's just a negative habit. So if you are new to my style, know this. I root all of my life coaching in the Enneagram, which is a personality test rooted in spiritual awareness and growth. So it's a really great tool to begin to understand yourself and to understand others. And if you're interested in it, there's a free test on my website. Let's create your fate.com. But anyway, there's nine personality types and they are grouped into three triads. You have the gut triad, the heart triad, and the head triad. And these triads are categorized by how each type makes a decision. So type eight, nine, and one, y'all are in the gut triad and you typically make decisions based off of a gut feeling and you heavily rely on your intuition. Types two, three, and four, They make up the heart triad, and if you're in this triad, you tend to be very in tune with others' emotions, and you can easily recognize when somebody else needs support. Now, the sauce, here we're we're talking about the head triad, which is made up of five, six, and seven, type five, six, and seven. These types tend to take longer to make decisions because, you know, you probably like to understand things through analysis before you proceed any further. 
And that head triad is also called the thinking triad, which I often call the overthinking triad. So if you are a five, a six, or a seven on the Enneagram or have a high five, six, or seven in your Enneagram chart, then this episode is for you. And I'm a seven, so I'm, I'm right here with y'all. Today, we're going to go over all the ways that you might be overthinking and not even know it. And then, of course, I'm going to offer you seven ways that you can begin to stop overthinking. Because that mental real estate inside of your head, that's expensive. Let's clear it out and make sure that you want to actually keep everything that's going on in there. And by clearing room in your own head, you can begin to choose what thoughts you keep and therefore can choose more positive thoughts. And by creating a positive space in your mind, you'll begin to attract, is what do we base this podcast on, the law of attraction, you'll be able to attract more positive things into your life, right? Change your mind, change your life. Let's go. So I'm pretty sure if you saw this episode title and tuned in, you probably know that you are an overthinker, or, you know, maybe you maybe you don't overthink, but you know somebody else who is an overthinker and you want to listen how to get to know a little bit more about, hey, what's on the inside of their head? Either way, identifying your own habits can help you bring so much awareness to your thoughts and to your actions so you can change these patterns and your habits. And identifying overthinking actions in somebody else can maybe help you give that person a little bit more compassion Uh, if they are struggling with overthinking, because it can feel like a struggle. Let's identify first, what is overthinking? Overthinking is when you dwell or worry about the same thought repeatedly. People who overthink can become paralyzed by their worries and might struggle to make decisions or take action. Overthinking can look like dwelling on past events or situations, second-guessing decisions you've made, or (laughs) triple-guessing, raising my hand for that one, rehashing uncomfortable conversations or situations in your mind, fixating on things you cannot control, imagining the worst-case scenario, replaying mistakes in your mind, running your list while you are trying to fall asleep, and questioning but never making a decision or taking action. Do any of these sound familiar to you? Any one or two in particular? I think for me, especially as an Enneagram 7 in the thinking triad, I constantly catch myself second-guessing myself, and it's something that I'm still overcoming. But all of these things, they're all exhausting. And here's the thing, too, you know, law of attraction here. Energy flows where your attention goes. What you think about, you create and attract more of. You constantly reliving the past filled with regret or guilt or wishing you would have done something differently. You're setting yourself up on a negative, endless loop of emotion that's negative. You're never going to feel better about yourself by thinking about something that is in the past that you didn't like that is over on repeat. You imagining a worst case scenario and worrying about something that has not even happened yet, literally worrying about something that doesn't exist, it's not going to help you prevent it from happening. It's going to keep you in this worry and this fear, and you'll become preoccupied with shitty negative emotions. And once you get in this vicious cycle, it is hard to get out, but not impossible. 
One of my favorite quotes is this, no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future. Let me run that back. No amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future. My mind blew whenever I heard that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. It's so simple, but so true. Because, you know, not only does overthinking affect your mental and even your physical health sometimes, but overthinking takes you completely out of the present moment because you're living in the future where you're living in the past and you completely miss life. Whatever is actually in front of you going on, you miss it. Overthinking is a huge time suck for sure and an energy sucker. But the best part is it does not have to be this way. Say it out loud. It does not have to be this way. All of these thoughts, all of these overthoughts, they're all just in your head. Now, how do we get them out? So today I'm going to be sharing seven things that you can do right now to stop yourself from staying trapped in this continuous overthinking loop, starting literally with getting these thoughts out. So number one, it's called the brain drain. And this is something that I actually heard from my best friend who practices it daily. And I tweaked it a little bit because there's uh, a couple of different ways you can do this. But the whole thought is just genius. And it's so simple. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this at any time. So you are actually going to be moving the thoughts that are inside of your head out. You're going to sit down for 10 minutes. And I want you to time yourself. Set a timer and write down everything that is happening inside of your mind. Every thought. Every way, every tiny little thing that doesn't even have to make sense. It doesn't even have to make sense. Literally everything. All of the worst case scenarios, all of the potentials that haven't happened yet, the regret, anything. And then timer goes off. Then you stop. That's it. You cut yourself off from thinking about these things anymore. You've gotten them out. They are down on paper, right? You look at that list. And once things are actually written down on paper, not only has it released it from being locked inside of your head, but when you actually take a look about what you wrote down, you can start to see how negative your mind is on paper. It's really eye-opening. And you take a look at this list, how many of these items are negative? How many of them are unrealistic and unlikely to happen? Be honest. How many of them are things that nobody else is still stewing over? And, and really be honest with yourself here. So you're going to take that list, everything that was in your mind, and you're going to throw it away. You're going to burn it, bury it, flush it, shred it, whatever you need to do. But you are going to remove that negativity from your mind. Brain drain. Second tip here to stop overthinking. Schedule a check-in with yourself. And I cannot stress how important this is, I, I know I talk about this all the time, but daily, weekly, add it to your calendar, make it a priority, check in with yourself, ask yourself how you're feeling, what are your emotions telling you about yourself and what you need, pause, it's the power of a pause, right, overthinking minds are go, go, go all the time, it's endless and it's fast, just stop, stop and pause. Dedicate time to think about how you feel. It can be five minutes, but make a habit out of doing this. Analyze your thoughts. Maybe, you know, you ask yourself the same few questions every time you check in with yourself. Those questions can be, is what I am thinking right now, is it real? Is it actually happening to me? 
do I know this for certain? Is the thought real or am I making it up? And please, if I could give you one major piece of advice, one takeaway from this whole podcast, it's this. Do not waste your time and energy on things that are not real. How often do we quite literally make up our own scenarios when in reality, it ended up being something completely different? Aren't you tired of doing that? You know, you text a friend and she doesn't text you back. Then your mind goes to, oh my God, she's mad at me. She posted on Instagram like 10 minutes after I texted her. I know she has her phone. What did I do? Oh, she's probably still mad about what happened two months ago. Oh, great. Another picture on Instagram. And now she's with our other friend. Are they talking about me? Now, is, is this friend going to be mad at me too? So now you're worried, but then you start to justify it, right? Now you're mad. Well, I can't believe she's still mad about that. It wasn't even that big of a deal anyway. And I already said, sorry, she always holds grudges. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not into that kind of friendship anyway. That's not even the friend that I want. And then she texts you, hey, girl, just seeing this. Come on out. <laughs> now now you feel guilty for judging her for being a bad friend. So now you've been filled with worry, anger, guilt. For what? Something that didn't even exist. You're spending so much time in negative emotions, attracting more negativity into your life over something that wasn't even real. Do I know this for certain? If the answer is no, let it go. Stop focusing on what you don't want. How much of your mental real estate would be cleared up if you simply just stopped thinking about what you don't want? I'm not telling you not to have discernment or not to plan, but I am telling you to be realistic about it, which leads me into helpful tip number three. Counter the worst case scenario. Because your mind goes there. It goes there. I mean, the smallest trigger can set off an entire made-up potential worst case scenario in grave detail, not one mark missed. And you envision it so vividly that you can actually feel what it would be like for it to happen, right? Ugh, it's the worst. I know I'm not the only one who does this. And what would happen if you fought back? Well, what do you fight back with? What happens if you fought back with a best case scenario? Because you clearly have a great imagination, right? You should be able to imagine a best case scenario then, huh? So here's your challenge. The next time you find yourself automatically imagining a worst case scenario, fight back with a best case scenario. Be just as descriptive, just as detailed and thought out, and don't stop yourself. I know it sounds a little funny, but the best case scenario is just as air quotes here, real as the worst case scenario. Both, you cannot argue this, both are completely made up and only a potential in the present moment. Yes? You control your imagination. Make sure it's not the other way around. Now, when it does come to the worst case scenario, take control of that too. Be realistic and don't get all caught up in this negative overwhelm. Take that worst case scenario how likely is it to actually happen? And if it did happen, how workable would it be? Because there's a likely chance that, hey, odds are that it's very slim that it would actually happen and that it would not be workable to any degree. Talk yourself through it rather than letting it spiral. Okay, 
So the fourth way to overcome overthinking, and I like this one, do something nice for somebody else. And I pulled this from a Healthline article that said, realizing that you have the power to make somebody else's day better can keep negative thoughts from taking over in your own mind. It gives you something productive to focus on instead of your never-ending stream of thoughts. I thought that was really nice. I like that one. Um, So do something nice for somebody else. It can be little. Another perk of doing something nice for somebody else is that it gets you out of your own little world and it allows you to gain some perspective. So do something nice. All right. Method number five, the two, two, two rule. And I love this one. I use it all the time. Whatever it is that you're overthinking, use the two, two, two rule. Will it matter in two weeks? Will it matter in two months? Will it matter in two years? If the answer is no, let it go. And I actually, I use this method for many things, not just overthinking, and it's super helpful. But if you are all bent out of shape overthinking about something that you should have said but didn't say in a meeting and it's, you know, is it that big of a deal? Is it going to matter in two weeks, two months, two years? Remove it from taking space up in your mind. Another tip I coach often is something I call a, is it a 10 method? Is it a 10? Whatever it is that you can't let go of or are constantly replaying in your head, Ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where does it land? Is it a 10? Again, be honest and realistic. Not everything is going to be a 10. Not everything's going to be a 10. Trust me. And I bet if you consider this, you'll realize that a lot of the things that are taking up space and floating around in your head, they might be cruising at like a 2 or a 3, maybe a 4, right? They certainly don't deserve to take up that much space in your mind. All right, so the sixth way to get out of overthinking Shift to gratitude. And I know if you've listened to this podcast enough, you're thinking that this is my go-to for everything. But really, shifting to gratitude is the absolute fastest way to shift your mind from a negative space into a positive one. So you messed up part of your presentation. Don't fixate on the one negative thing that likely nobody is still talking about anyway. Don't focus on that one negative thing you messed up. Don't think about what you don't like. Don't think about what you don't want. List all the things you did well instead. Write down things that you are grateful for, what you're proud of, what you can celebrate. You will feel better, I promise. And I saved the best for last, but this is the best way to stop overthinking. Practice being present. I want you to think about this. Your mind rarely stays present. Most of the time, It's either focus on the past, all the things that we should have done, that we messed up, things we can't change but wish they would have turned out differently, or your mind is focused on the future, the potential blunder, what people will think, all of the what-ifs. Your mind rarely, rarely stays present. So if you cannot really rely on your mind to stay present, what do you think you can rely on to help keep you grounded and present? Any guesses? Your body. Your body will never be in the past or the future. And it can only be in the present at all times, right? Can't argue me on that one. Your body will tell you how it feels. That's why the check ins are so important. Your body will never lie to you. 
Now your mind will, but your body is truthful. And more importantly, it's now. It's here. It's present. Tap into this and use your body as your greatest tool to keep your mind from wandering into the past or the future. So how do you tap into your body? Let me share all the ways. First and most importantly, your breath. Connecting to your breath is imperative. This is why breath work is uh, stressed so much in yoga or meditation because it is the deepest way to connect to your body and ground you. Are you aware of how you breathe? Do you think about it? Think about it right now. How are you breathing? Can you slow it down at all? Can you inhale for two, hold for two, exhale for two, hold for two? We'll do that again. It's called block breathing. Inhale for two, hold for two, exhale for two, hold for two. So you're going to inhale through your nose and let your stomach expand and breathe out loudly through your mouth, right? Whenever you find yourself in overwhelm or overthought, just come back to your breath and come back to your senses. Close your eyes. Use your senses. So unless you're driving, of course, uh, close your eyes. And when you open them, notice something around you that you've never seen before, that you've never noticed. Identify sounds. What three noises do you hear right now if you really listen? Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Eckhart Tolle is an amazing teacher, an amazing author, and he is so well-versed in being present. He has a book titled The Power of Now, and it's, it's mind-blowing. If you're interested in, in learning more about the power of being present, definitely check that out, The Power of Now. But he notes that most of our thoughts are absolutely unnecessary. We think too much. We think too much. And it distracts us from being present. Connecting to your body is a huge way to come back to the moment. And he even recommends asking yourself what certain things feel like. It might sound a little strange, but let's do this. What does your arm feel like right now? What does the underside of your tongue feel like? How about your left shoulder blade? Can you feel it? All of a sudden, your focus shifts from these erroneous and wild thoughts in your mind to your body and to the present moment. Meditation is a huge tool to stay present. But, you know, I find that meditation is really scary for some people. And I know it was for me at first. And, and now I absolutely cannot get through a day without it. But if you are new to meditation, set yourself up for success. Don't just lay in your bed before you go to sleep and expect to meditate for 30 minutes in silence. Don't do that. One, you'll fall asleep. And two, your mind is just going to start going into overdrive again and thinking. So start with a short meditation. Aim for two to three minutes. Use an app. There's tons of apps out there that uh, provide guided meditations, and they're even categorized. So it's really great. Something like Headspace or Bloom. And I also recommend meditate while you sit up, okay? Not in your bed. Try to do it in the morning, maybe midday, but don't do it laying down right before you go to bed. That's not setting you up for success. And you can work up to the longer meditations, but Eckhart Tolle even recommends something called a micro meditation. And this I absolutely loved. A micro meditation, it's 15 to 30 seconds long. You can do that, right? You got 15 to 30 seconds in your day. Micro meditations are a great way to slow down 
and stop rushing around from place to place to place, from thought to thought to thought, multiple times a day, maybe even when you're changing the scene of your day. It's a great time for a micro meditation. For example, you get into your car to drive somewhere. Take a 30-second pause and just connect to your breath. Use your sight. Use your, you know, your presence. Feel your body. Listen to the sounds around you. 30 seconds. Maybe during that time you think of something that you're grateful for too. And it's just 30 seconds. If you don't have 30 seconds in your day, well, maybe I need to do a podcast on time management, but 30 seconds to slow down. Be here. Be here. If you are constantly living in the past or the future, you completely miss the present. You miss so much. You deserve to be present. You deserve to have a sound mind. Say it out loud. I deserve to have a sound mind. So the seven ways to stop overthinking. One, brain drain. Two, schedule self-check-ins. Three, counter the worst case scenario with the best case scenario. Four, do something nice for somebody else. Five, the two-two-two rule. Six, shift to gratitude. And seven, practice being present. And just like anything else in the realm of personal development, having awareness of the action is the first step. And, you know, just because you're aware now that you're overthinking and how toxic it is for your mind and for your body, it doesn't mean that it's going to instantly go away. And that's okay. This is just the first step. And if we commit to taking small actions to work on ourselves, we can improve and get a little better every single day and give yourself some grace. And along with your personal development journey, but just an overthinking in general. Just give yourself a little grace here. So lift some of the pressure off of yourself. Who said that you need to know all of the answers? Do you think that you need to know all of the answers? Answer that question honestly right now. You are not responsible for the answers to know everything. Say it out loud. I am not responsible for all of the answers to everything. that takes the load off, right? In fact, you know, there's actually very few things in life that require knowing all of the answers. There's very few things in life that are meant to do alone. Don't do this alone. Ask for help. Let your feelings and thoughts out. Rely on others. Share your experience with people who you trust and who you care about. Do not keep this all bottled up in your own mind because you deserve to be here. You deserve to be now. And you deserve not to miss out on this very present moment. I believe that you can create your life. And I do believe that you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your Fate.com. And if you love this episode, please share it with someone who you think might be an overthinker. Uh, write a review if you could. Give us all the shout outs on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. We can just help grow this podcast. So that's all I got for you today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this. Expect good things always and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today and I'll talk to you all soon. 